Hey, sis, hey, welcome to a new episode of That's My Sis, the one and only podcast created for the resident, loyal to a fault, strong friend who is available for everyone else's problems but hears crickets when her life is falling apart. Whether you're the strong friend in your high school crew, church, sisterhood, or the strong sister and daughter in your family, you will find a space to be seen, heard, and celebrated for your strength, resilience, and tenacity when listening to That's My Sis podcast. This is your time to forget about being the answer for others. Instead, be refreshed, poured into, and empowered in Christ. Sis, laugh, cry, and shout, That's My Sis! Whenever you hear something that resonates with your soul. Let's hop into today's episode. Hey, 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 what's up? This is your girl, Jasmine Lanise, a.k.a. the Queen of Inspiration, with a new episode of That's My Sis podcast. You know, the podcast, the one and only podcast for the resident loyal to a fault, strong friend. Yes, how you been doing? We are on episode 19, and if y'all been listening for the last few weeks, <laughs> I've been like, we gonna hit these these last few episodes to reach 20 episodes, and look at God. He does all things well, even though I had a time and a place, and what I wanted to do, I believe that God had me do this at the right time. I want to tell you why. Because sometimes, I don't know about other podcasters, but for this one right here, this new one, is that I don't like talking when I ain't got nothing to say. And I can say a whole bunch of things and go a whole bunch of different ways, but I like to have directed conversations, right? I like to have conversations with, well, technically with myself, (laughs) but I like to have conversations where I know what the thought is that I'm trying to get out and where it can lead me to for to better uh, understanding and to have a greater revelation of God, who he is in my life and just who I am as a person. And so we are in our segment of sis, let me tell you. And if you are new to this podcast and you happen to just find it scrolling through your life, hey, sis, hey, or hey, bro, how you doing? What you doing? How you feeling? (laughs) But um, let's get serious. Sis, bro, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. Um, As I've been journeying, journaling and journeying, (laughs) got them together, Uh, As I've been journeying through life, uh, I think I said in some episodes before that my husband and I, we were born and raised in Northern California, San Francisco Bay Area, if you know anything about it. If you don't, look it up because we dope. And uh, I grew up there and the Holy Spirit um, told us to move, I want to say at the end of 2021. We knew that it was coming to a time where we've we've seen all we could see. We've met all, all the people we could meet at this particular time in our life, and we needed to move. And so the thing that was funny about needing to move is the fact that everything I have done in ministry up until that point was about forward movement. Sis, let me tell you, my first ministry... Um, well, nonprofit that I had 
was called Move Beyond Tears. Then we moved it. Then we changed it to Move Beyond Ink. It has always been about move. Oh, and my my first listen. My first um, uh, what is it called? Slogan or tagline was Move Beyond Tears, Move to Action. It was about people getting out of their own way, out of their traumas, out of their you know insecurities, and moving into action. And so. Uh, my whole life has been about move beyond your tears, move in faith, move to action, right? Faith without works is dead. That's what it says in Hebrews 11. And so I am a person of faith. I'm a person of action. And I am a person who understands when it's time for me to leave and to move, I do it. I don't hesitate. I don't, no, let me correct that. Hold on, sis, let me tell you. Now, I do hesitate when I am not 100% clear. I'm going to clarify that. I'm not going to big up myself and say, oh, I just be out here moving and grooving. No, when I am not sure about where I should go, what I should do, then I definitely am a person who will move, who move her feet slow. Let's be honest, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, I ain't gonna front. I'm gonna be honest. Let's be honest. We, we look, we didn't took a few month journey <laughs> to get here. We friends now, we family. I'm your sister. Um, you know, so we sis, you my brother, you my sister, I'm your sister, you my brother. Like, that's just how it's gonna be. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna keep it a thou while. Like, no, there are moments where I <laughs> move my feet slow because I'm trying to get a clear understanding and hearing the word of God to move. So anyway, I have been reflecting and I've been thinking and I've been thinking and reflecting and and realizing, you know, that where I'm at right now, um, what, a year and a half later of being here in Houston, Texas, from being from California where it, you know, it rains sometimes, it doesn't, there's not, you know, a lot of the heat and all these different extremities that I've experienced here. And I've come to realize that if God did not see my growth, if he did not see that he could trust me, if he did not already have like have like see or have seen within me my level of commitment and obedience to him, he would not have brought me here. Can I be honest with you? That's what I want to tell you today. God has examined you. God sees you. God knows you, and God has already decided what you can handle and who you are. And so I kind of want to get into today. Um, this episode will be about move beyond tears, move to action. It's time for us as the strong friend to stop looking at, you know, we've been talking about people pleasing. We've been talking about dumbing ourselves down. We've been talking about questioning ourselves. And, you know, I, I pray that I was talking about like we um, we did a series, uh, it's not a series, but we did a few episodes with um, my guest, worship leader, Jasmine Stamps, talking about honor. How does honor help you in, um, in the season that you're in? We have talked about different things. I have 
rambled about, you know, who asked for fog. You were doing good. Then a fog came. We've talked about different things that I pray strengthen you. But now I need to talk to you about moving beyond every tear, everything that people have said, everything that they told you that you're not, everything that people as the strong friend have taken advantage of. And it's time to be about that action. It's time to move to action. Why in this season do you need to move to action? Because I put in the last episode, the prophetic word for 5784 is that it is time for you to walk through a new door. It is time for you to see that who you were a week ago is not who you are today. Who you were 12 months ago is not who you are today. Who you were in 2017 is not who you are in 2023 going into 2024. The thing is the enemy uses people. He, they, he uses people that we have honored and esteemed to make you feel like you are still stuck in your tears. Let's talk about that today. So the topic for today, episode 19, one before we end this this season, is move beyond tears. Move to action. See you in the next segment. Okay, so let's get into this. If you are new to this podcast, hey again, this is our second segment, which is called Lord Help Us. This is where for the next 15 to 20 minutes that I will get into the meat of what God has put on my heart or the meat of the conversation I want to have with you all um, by way of this podcast episode. And so we are going to dive into move beyond tears, move beyond tears. We're going to talk about that first part. What are your tears? Your tears are the the literal tears that you have. The tears are the figurative tears that you have. The 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 groping, the whining, the complaining, the frustration, the the fear, the annoyance, the things that you are standing that are standing, excuse me, that are standing in front of you that are causing you to whine and murmur and complain about where you're at or where you're supposed to be. Here's the thing. And this is why I want to talk about this because I was waiting. I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to say? I want to record this. I want this to be out soon. But here's something that I just want us to know. Whether I'm only saying this for two people, one person, myself, I don't care. We, I want it to be out in the air so that you are able to come back to it. Somebody share this with somebody you know who is going through a tough time. I want you to understand that every tear, every frustration, every irritation, every annoyance, every disappointment, every worry, um, every insecurity, these are your tears. These are the things that you fight with daily. These are the things that you either try to hold back because some people hold back their tears, right? And are you just continually let them flow until people are looking at you like, but when are you going to make a change? And so when we move beyond our tears, we have to get in a mind state and in a connection, a deeper connection with God, with Holy Spirit, with our purpose, 
about who we are and why we are because God didn't make no mistake. I know you're crying. I know you're frustrated. I know you listen to them. I know you honor them. But at the end of the day, it is for God we live and for God we die. It's for God that we do all the things that we do. Uh, Us as strong friends, us as pillars in our communities, pillars in our in our work, pillars in our family, pillars in our friendships, in our marriages. We are the people who always have tears that we cannot push past. We always have tears that we hold up, we keep them together, and in the silent corridors of the midnight hour, we are crying out of our heart's despair. And I want you to get to the point where you got to move past the point where your tears are not being expressed in a safe space. It's twofold. One, if your tears, if your frustration, your annoyance, your fears, your worries, your insecurities are not in a safe place, where you can be vulnerable, then you need to gather your tears, gather your frustrations, gather your your insecurities, and you need to begin to recognize that this is not a place for you to release them. I want to say this in all love, wisdom, knowledge, all the gifts. I'm saying this as somebody who at one point in time in my life, and I write it in my book, that if you've ever watched that movie with Cameron Diaz and Jack Black called The Holiday, I did not cry. I stopped myself from crying. But the thing is, the tears were still holding me back. The fear, the molestation, the rape, the miscarriages, the, the things were still holding me back. I may not have expressed my tears because I was trying to be strong. But I had yet to move past my tears. I did not move beyond those tears because beyond those tears was going to be the freedom, was going to be my ability to move to action. Here's the thing. I'm talking to two different types of people. There are you who choose not to emotionally open up to the right people at the right time in the right environment. There are some of you who choose to keep everything away from God and think that you can handle it. You need to move beyond these tears. In order for you to move beyond the frustration, the doubt, the mommy-daddy issues, the the abuse, the poverty, whatever your tear is, whatever it is that constantly wells up, that blocks your vision of who you are, who God is, and what you can do. The thing is, you got to begin to release them, but you need to say, Lord, help me to discern. Is this a place where they will give me a tissue or is this the place where they will mock me and laugh? Because as strong friends, what we're doing is we are being vulnerable and releasing our tears in environments where they're mocking us and laughing, whether outwardly or inwardly, and they're not giving us a a tissue. They're not giving us the space to be vulnerable and, and therefore weak. They're not doing it. So I want you to know that in this season of the open door, you need to begin to ask God to close the doors 
of those who mock you and laugh at you and don't really like you, but they pull on your time. They pull on your finances. They pull on your thoughts. They pull on everything that you are, but they don't want to deal with the things that are frustrating you. They don't want to hear about the things that are hurting you. They don't want to hear about your tears. They don't want to see your tears. That's the first person, right? Let's talk about moving beyond your tears. Then is the second one where you're strong. You're strong. You are strong. I want to affirm you right now. You're strong. But what happens is that even in your strength, when you find moments of weakness, you do it publicly and you do it in front of everybody with the excuse of, well, I've been there for everybody else. You should be able to listen to me. No, I want you to move beyond those tears because you can be strong and you can and be there for people all the day long. But if you constantly, constantly pour out on people who cannot handle the weight of it, you're going to be stuck in this constant cycle. Why? Because they can't help you. They don't have the bucket to grab the tears. They don't have the mop to push the tears out of the way. They don't have uh, the ability, the anointing, the skill to make the path and the area clear for you. So now and move the clouds from you so that you can see you can walk now. Yeah, you cry. You are hurt. But this is what you learn. This is what you release. You can walk. There are some of you who are the strong friend in your group, at your church, in your family, all the things, but you are constantly sharing your frustrations, sharing your passion, sharing your hurts with people who cannot clear the way for you. They can't. So how do we all move beyond the tears? How do we do that? How do we do that? How do we do that? Let's talk about it. How do we move beyond the tears? You have to recognize and realize that where you are, who you are, what God put in you, he's already counted up the cost of the frustration, of the tears. He's already counted up the cost of the frustration, of the tears. He's already counted up the cost. What does it mean he counted up the cost? That means that he knew at that situation you would lose the baby and he knew that he had a Holy Spirit that would give you comfort. He knew that at that moment you will lose your job, but he also knew that in that moment he will bring up the fact that you've always wanted to own your own hot dog stand. He already knew that in that moment you got the divorce, that he would move you to lose some weight, that he would move you to read more. He would move you out of the state, out of the city, out of the tax bracket so that the person that you're supposed to meet that has purpose and destiny would meet you and you will be able to have children. You will be able to live the life you want to live and you will be able to live in purpose and in ministry if you're called to serve in the capacity of being a leader of people. The thing is, you stay in your tears or you allow your tears to continually blind you and stop you 
and you never get to the point where you have the conversation with God and realize he counted up the cost. He already did it. So where every moment there is, if there are tears, every moment where you cry, every time you're holding your tears back and you're allowing it to block and cloud your vision, you, my friend, are disconnecting yourself from a God who's already have the answer. He, the Bible says in John 15, I want to say 21, John 15, 21, Jesus says, ask anything in my name and it shall be given unto you. When you are praying, when you are crying, when you are talking to the father, ask anything in his name about the specific situation. He already gave you the answer. The problem with strong friends is we're busy looking for the equivalent of ourselves. I just want you to know, you, my friend, have a unique ability to have empathy. You have a unique ability <laughs> to be resilient and persevere. You have a unique ability to find the positive or know how to take um, a situation and be a solutionist. Not everybody does that. And the thing is, strong friend, we've talked about this, friend. Let's talk about it again. You have this ability. You have this gift. God called you into this strength. And the thing is, you think that you're just strong because of what you went through. No, you're strong because God gave you strength because he already examined you. He already knew that you could stand before the faces and say what you say, discern what you can discern, and love the way you love. He already knew it. And so when he already knew it, that means he put you in situations for that gift to be opened up and exercised. Because think about it. Everybody who goes through situations, they don't all go through the situations to be made stronger. Let's be honest. We know people who have gone through situations in their life that are similar to us. But when they went through the situation, they didn't need to know strength or they didn't, they didn't need to recognize strength. Some of them need to understand needed to learn the root of um, bitterness that is in their family, that's in their life. Some people go through things because they need to be reminded that they are, they, they're loved. They need to be reminded. You know what I mean? So you go through so many situations. A lot of times you think you're going through the situations because it's, a, it's something that you don't have. No, God within, this is how God, this is how I believe God works. And I'm not going to the scriptures right now. So I'm just going to say this, how I believe God works. I believe that because God created us in his likeness and in his image, I believe that he put his breath in us. I believe that he, the reason why we have salvation, because he sent his son to be a connector between flesh and spirit, which he's spirit. So he doesn't touch flesh. So he would, he made Jesus a connector. I believe this is me. You can take the belief or not. I believe that because he made Jesus the connector and we connected to him and flesh and in spirit, that when we go out and want to be closer to God, when we decide that we want to be closer to God or when we go through situations, because Jesus is inside of us, 
We are already connected through the flesh. He knows our experiences. But when, because he's inside of us and we call him the father, the father is attracting himself to the Jesus, the spirit inside of you. Come on. And so that means when you are looking and going through situations and you're saying, God, where are you in this? All he is saying is, I've, I've already put Jesus in you. I've already put salvation in you. I've already put my spirit in you. And because I put my spirit in you, the spirit, the Holy Spirit comes with gifts. And because the Holy Spirit comes with gifts, but I've already counted up the cost before you were born. All I'm doing is coming to unlock what I put in you. And that's why when you go through situations, some people can realize before that situation, I did not know how much I lacked love or how much, how much I craved love. Some people go through situations and didn't realize, oh my goodness, I am a good multitasker. Oh my goodness, I am a da-da-da-da. Because the thing is, when we're living in sin or when we are living in a place beneath kingdom, we're living in a place beneath um, maturity in Christ and the ways and the mind of God, we live below and we think and we, and we, and we're crushing, we're crushing underneath the weight of where we're supposed to be. That's where we get stuck in the tears. You're crying because you're trying to figure out there's so much weight on me. There's so much pressure on me. I can't move forward. It's because you need to let go of what you think you are or what you think you're not, and you need to connect to the one who already counted up the cost so that anything you ask in his son, Jesus name, the name above all names, he's going to come and unlock it in you already. He's going to present it to you. If it's something that you completely don't have, you're going to know if you don't have it because you never walked in it, right? Um, let's, you've never had an experience in it. I know, how can I, which, which, where's a good example? I know that, um, it's something that I just don't have. I'll say it this way. I know for a fact, this is me. I know for a fact that math, I would not be a mathematician. I would not be an engineer because I've never in, in my recollection of myself, I have never been that great at math. So that thing is, when situation in, li in life come, calculating up figurative, like not just figurative numbers, but concrete numbers, that is something that I struggle with. That's something where, what I mean, like if I have to pay for an event space, having a budget is something that I struggle with because in my mind, Figuratively, I might inflate or I might underestimate, right? I, I'm not good at con concrete, hard facts when it comes to financials or mathematical things or even um, not scientific things. I can believe scientific things, but it's more so in mathematical, ge geometrical things such as that, like coding and computers, stuff like that. I, I'm like, no, I don't understand. And so... I know within myself that I would not, I would not naturally or supernaturally 
do anything with numbers in that capacity. I always call other people who are better at numbers than I am. Why? Because I, I have, it's not innate in me. It's not natural in me. And I have not seen since I've been filled with the Holy Spirit and following God, I have not seen myself operate in a way of numbers. Not me knowing prophetically what numbers mean, but just operating from a mathematical, concrete, formulate, formulated numbers type of way. So I, I don't operate. I, I don't. I've never seen that. And so why would I be frustrated and have tears about something I do not know when God already counted the cost? So when I find myself in situations where I don't know how the numbers are going to be, if I don't know how much it's going to cost financially, if I don't understand how much I'll make back are, you know, in, in terms of receiving finan- uh, uh, financial blessing. I call on other people. I don't sit around and I don't f- try to figure it out. You know, I might do what I can do, but I call on other people. So what happens is a lot of times we go through situations and God is only showing us what he put inside of us or because of our diligence and everything else we've done, God will give you a new level of understanding and give you something that you've never known because he saw that that might be a missing piece and you don't have other people around strong friend like i say you got to be mindful when you are in this space of i need to i need people to connect with me i need people to understand me i need people to know how much I'm there for them. No, the problem is you've gone through so many situations that prove what's inside of you that now you're probably getting to a place where things that you don't have, they these people don't, don't have it to give it to you. So now you have to get around someone else or some other people who have what you need. Then the tears will freely flow. Then the tears will stop flowing in excessively and you will begin to put yourself in balance. We have to move beyond what is blocking and stopping us and is weighing heavy on us by coming up to God. What are you truly saying about me? What are you saying about me? Because a lot of our low thinking is because we don't believe what God says about us. You can be strong for everybody else. I said in the intro, but your life could be crashing. Your life could be breaking down. Your life can be doing this, this, and that, and that. But because you have not come up to what God says about you, you keep looking for yourself in a crew of people, in a crowd of people who do not have your same heart or your same mind. And so friend, if we're walking through doors, that are opening for us. I have to begin to look around. You may not do things the way that I do them, but do you have my heart? Do you have a heart? The Bible says, I'll give you shepherds after my own heart. What does that mean? I'll give you people who watch over your soul or who care about your soul after mine own heart, after God's heart. It doesn't always mean a pastor, right? But even in relationships, It says in the Bible, how can two walk together unless they agree? It's not that they agree on the steps. It's not that they agree on 
on how we'll do something. They agree on where we're going. They agree on why we're going. They uh, agree on who we're going for, which is God, which is Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit. We agree on that. But how we do all that stuff, that's when the Bible calls us to love our neighbors as ourselves, to not esteem ourselves higher than another. That's when the Bible calls us to be patient, to be loving, to be kind, to be um, soft-spoken and, and not be full of wrath. Because the thing is, my agreement with you is not me and you being the exact same, my agreement with you and the strength that you have for me to be equally yoked with you means we have the same heart to do, to go to the same direction for whom we're doing it for. And eventually we will get on the same. Eventually we will agree on and each plot, each twist, each turn, we will begin to agree on. It might be stronger or better if you in this in this area of our lives, from my understanding of a yoke on an oxen, is that there is one. If the, if if you turn left, the one who is left is the one leading. If you turn right, the one who is right is leading. If we're going straight, we're going together because this is where we excel together. We work together. Here's the thing. Strong friend, you've been around too many people who when you need to go left, they want to go right. When you need them to walk straight and to move beyond what you see, what you felt, what you've done, they are looking to sit down. They're looking to go left. They're looking to go right. And you need them with your strength and their strength to keep going. That's the thing. The thing is, we are stuck in our tears and our frustrations, our worries, our disappointments, our abuses, the things that happen. We're stuck in these places because we have not looked at who are we yoked around. We have not seen that if there are 10 people in this group and I'm the strongest one, that means there's nine people who don't have any type of strength in what I'm dealing with. It'll be different if it was two people. So you and the, you and the other person can walk together and lead the other people. All right. It might be even better if it was three people because a three, um, a three strand cord, a three braided cord is not easily broken. Okay. That's, that's a little bit better. But if you are still in this place where your vulnerabilities, your insecurities, your hopes, your dreams, you can't express them or you're expressing them and they can't clear away for you, make this, the, the clouds go and show you directive, uh, a, a directive, give you a path, then strong friend, I'm sorry to tell you that you are going to have a hard time moving in action in your life. I pray that this makes sense. I pray that this causes you to examine yourself because now we're about to move on to move to action. What does action look like? Why do we need to move to action? How do I get from the tear stage to action? All right, see you in the next segment. Okay, okay. So this is our third seg. I think it's our third, yeah, our third segment. And this segment is This Will Preach. If you are new, like again, this is the segment where I'm going to start summing up and summarizing everything that we are talking about today. And I'm going to give you words of wisdom, inspiration, some little nuggets, 
it's going to be a quick little preach. And I want you to take this with you and really begin to pray about it, meditate, ask yourself, talk to your friends about it. Don't be afraid to share this episode um, or share this segment so you guys can discuss. Are you ready to move to action? So what does it look like to move to action? Um, if you don't know, I am an author of a book and the book is It's Time to Move, Moving Beyond Your Tears. Um, There's eight steps of how I broke free from fear, worry, and my disappointments. You can find it on Amazon. It will be under the name Jasmine Edwards. Um, That is my maiden name. And the book is, again, It's Time to Move, Moving Beyond Your Tears. It is in ebook form. It's about $10. And then the the actual print copy is $20. And so you, you can always support me by buying a copy talking about it um as the lord leads pretty soon there will be a workbook no i won't say too soon don't we soon uh ah not not soon and very soon you're going to see the king but um lord willing as he he begins to give me more um insight and focus on what he actually wants me to say we will have there will be a workbook and i am building and working on a coaching program um, through it so that if you want to connect with me, you can always connect and we can go through this personally and, you know, with a group of people in the group to have feedback and to have conversation. But that was just my little plug. Let's move into this. And so in my book, I take every, I take whoever reads it through eight different steps. It's eight chapters. And I take people through where I started, how I needed to start, what I did next, what I found myself. And so to move to action, the thing that um, from my book I'm going to highlight is, um, like I said, there's eight steps. So moving to action, right, comes with, with these steps, in my opinion. And so I want to, I'm going to quickly say these eight steps for you to think about them. But I really want to hone in on one, one particular step. And so um, give me a second because I'm flipping through. So if you are ready to stop being the strong friend to people who cannot give you strength, you're walking through open doors, you're healing, you're dealing, not drugs, but (laughs) you're dealing with life as it comes. Not drugs. We do not condone that. But you are following God and you're like, Lord, I, I've been doing it my way. Uh, you're built. I know I'm strong. I support people mentally, emotionally, financially. I give when I can. I'm a tither. I, I do my best to be there for other people. And I need you to begin to change my life to where I'm not just look going around in the circle going around, going around, and because of my strength, other people are, are being helped, helped and blessed, and I'm sitting here looking like, what about me? Or I'm sitting here feeling like I've been taken advantage of and I've been used. So the first step that I want you to know is start where you are. Starting where you are is you looking and taking inventory, listening to this podcast. If you want, if you need a coach and a counselor, a Christian counselor, always at the end of this, 
podcast, every episode in the description is my email. And I will even put in my email, I can put my, um, my, um, my link for you to book a session, a 60 minute sister to sister session. If you need to talk to me, and if you are a male, sister to brother, I don't care. If you need to talk to someone and, and have them help you formulate where you are as a coach, right? I can help you. Okay, where are you at? Where do we want to go? And as a counselor, what is stopping you from getting there? I want to be able to do that for you. So that's why at the end of these episodes, email me and put in the title of the email, help coaching counseling. Um, or I will also make sure that I put in these in the next season, I'll put my link for you can schedule a call with me so that we can begin to discover if working together is helpful. But I want you to know that you have to start where you are. Look at all the people you've been strong for. Who gives you strength back? Who pours back into you? If there's, if you say you give out strength to, let's say 10, that's my, my number right now. If you say you give strength to 10 people, but only two people are giving strength back to you, excluding yourself, you need to rethink. Are these people assignments from God? Are these people leeches? Or do I, I like boundaries. Start where you are and say, Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, help me. Illuminate to me where I need to, to redefine what strength and a strong friend looks like. What does it look like for me to be loyal to the wrong things? Is this why my money is funny? Why I can't focus, why I have insomnia, why I, I'm, I'm, I can become tired, why I'm overindulging in coffee and in fast food, why I just want to sleep all the time, why I'm an extrovert, but I want to be introverted. Why am I not operating at the level of who you called me and you designed me to be? And the way for you to do that is to start where you are by taking an inventory and assessment. Two, the second way for you to move to action that I want to talk about is this. I want to let you know that the second thing that we must begin to do hold on, sorry, is we must begin to align with God's will. How do you align yourself with God's will? This is something that you need to ask yourself. Lord, am I in your will? Am I in the desire, the plan you have for me? By me being in this group of 10 people and only two people can help, can, can, can give me any type of strength back. God, am I in your will? By me going to rescue and help um, Lily and them when they call me. Am I in your will when I am taking on these tasks at my workplace because I see the need and I want to feel the need? Am I in your will? Am I doing and being who you called me to, to do 
I mean, you called me to be, and am I doing what you called me to do, what you asked me to do, if I steadily put my stuff on the back burner because because of honor and because of low um, self-worth of myself, I put myself lower, so low. Not that we're, we don't have different ranks and positions in the kingdom, you know, there's orders and ranks, but I put myself so low that I come as a doormat, as a doormat, instead of being the one to open the door, instead of being the one to, to, to aid and to help. I've come so low that I've let people walk over me and to do and say what they want to do in, in, um, hopes and in, um, regards to our claims to, I, I use a whole bunch of words, but in claims of helping me move forward. So how do you align yourself with God's will? This is in my book. Um, the book, like I said, it's, it's time to move, moving beyond your tears. This is like chapter two or three. This is the second step. And so it says how to align yourself with God's will. That's the second step of moving to action. The first one was to start where you are taking inventory, taking assessment. The second thing is align yourself with God's will. One, you have to build trust with God. That is, you have to hear what he says. <laughs> through your pastor, through the prophets, through the apostles, through the leadership, through the spiritual leadership or the discernment, that thing, that intuition you have is like, nah, I don't think I'm going to listen to that. Or, you know, reading the Bible and taking him at his word, reading the Bible and studying the word and reading the Bible and saying, Lord, show me how this applies to me today. T reading devotionals and getting the wisdom, the simple wisdom from simple devotionals and you began to say, Lord, I'm going to trust. I'm going to put my hope. I'm going to put my confidence in you, in this scripture today. Show me how that works. And then allow you guys to work out your situation, like your relationship. And then you, you began to develop a trust like, oh no, God, I've seen you move. I, I prayed for this and I believed and I had faith, faith, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I have faith. I didn't care if I was able to see it. I want in the natural spiritually, I'm saying I'm seeing the healing. I'm seeing the deliverance. I'm seeing the freedom. You began to move and you built trust that way. Secondly, I want, secondly, you must openly communicate with God. Now, if you are the person who holds back what's frustrating you, you're going to have to find a way, whether through writing, whether recording it on a voice memo, whether they're singing it, whether they're rapping it, whatever way you need to communicate with God, if you got cuss words in there, you need to begin to just go find a place to scream, to yell, because you've got to open up. Because what happens is once you let go and you really open up, you will realize that the strength sometimes that you have, that you've been carrying, the weight that you've been carrying is the other people because you have not released it and separated your ability to love and to be steadfast with the weight and the pressure of what is going on with other people. So sometimes as strong people, 
we we take on, take on, take on, but we don't release. And so we think that's building our strength, but that's really chipping away at the very nature of who we are. It's chipping away at our strength. If you watch the movie in Encanto, and in Encanto, the sister Louisa that was strong, when Maribel began to see the crack in the in the in the uh, the casita, the, the house, she was able. She recognized, like, huh, Sissy was a little weaker at that time. And when she began to talk to her about the pressure of always being strong, it's how we are in the spirit. It's how we are naturally if we're, if we're always being the strength, the rock the, the, for other people. So you have to begin to communicate with God. You don't want to be a Martha, always busy. And missing the, the wisdom of Jesus. And then complaining about the people who are not doing. But yeah, you're around 10, 15 other. You're around 10, 15 Marys. And you're the only Martha. And so the next one. The next way to connect with the will of God. In, in part two. Is. You have to have constant encounters with God. Meaning. You have to put yourself in environments, around in environments, whether you go to worship services, you go to conferences, you watch videos, you have to put yourself in environments that you will be trained and you will recognize when it's you and when it's other people and when it's the Holy Spirit. Let God build your discernment. So in order to connect, the second step is to connect to his will. One it is to build trust in God by communicating with him, by praying to him, by trusting, like by building that reliance on his word, reading devotionals, putting your place in a reliance. Like, Lord, today I'm, I'm going to believe that you're going to do this. And then be having open communication, not holding anything back, finding, finding creative ways to express yourself. Third is by having constant encounters. By creating and, and, and creating environments in your home to worship him and to and just sit with him or going amongst the brethren and you allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you to where to worship, not just going to church, but outside communities. Like I have I have a community. It's called the Queen's Corner for women. It's a membership community. We are going to I, I've been saying it, but we're starting back up soon. Um, this will be our second year um, as of October 16th. So pretty soon we'll be starting back up. And it's a community that will be $27 a month where we are going to talk about emotional things and curate um, encounters with the Holy Spirit through worship, through prayer um, and everything. I also have a ministry, another community, um, Jasmine Lanise Ministries, that you can connect to. Um, we fast, we pray. We, uh, we have prayer every morning. Well, Mondays, uh, Monday through Friday, we pray, we fast together, we worship together um, virtually until we're able to come collectively in person. And so you've got to be in these type of communities because you want to be able to learn how to build trust with God, to be able to communicate openly with him and to be able to have encounters, special, private, private and Private encounters in public spaces are the best. And then private encounters in the private are, are the best too. Like, I don't know which one is better, right? But they're great. And so um, the next step that um, 
that I have in this book is that you can definitely get and um, on Amazon is the next step, the third step. So first, start where you are. Two, connect to the will of God. And three, um, three, you must... I think I missed it. You must realize, three, that um, tears are going to be all that you have sometimes. Sometimes all you're going to have are your tears. Sometimes all, you're, all you have is this ability to, um, to just cry out and cry. Because a lot of times you think that crying is a sign of weakness. But sometimes all we have to give God is our tears. And so in the third step is you have to face your face the facts and debunk the lies. You have to. So one, you have to start where you are. Two, you have to align with the will of God. Three, you have to face the facts, debunk the lies realizing that sometimes tears are going to be all that you have, that everything that you go over, everything you think about, starting where you are, taking the assessment, is going to make you cry. Whether you're a person that don't cry or a person that always cry, it's going to cause you to cry until you hit. You're going to hit the place where I, I, I got to get up from here because I have so much more in me. Step four you know, and moving to action is you got to be on your guard. Be on your guard because you're going to, your mind is going to begin to play tricks on you. Your people around you are going to say things. You're going to look at other leadership and you're going to look at other people and you're going to think like, well, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, you're not. But what we're doing is we're aligning with the will of God so that he can, um, he can, can, uh, renew our mind and deprogram us so that he can program us into who he wants us to be. That's why we're guarding our mind. So one, start where you are. Two, connect to the will of God. Three, face the facts, debunk the lies. Four, um, be on your guard. Be on guard. Be on guard. Five, the way that we move to action will be in our developing our character and what we believe in our boundaries. So number five, you have to reset your values and your beliefs. What do you value? What is what are the things that you hold dear? What character traits? What is what entities? What are entities meaning like your family, friends? What are valuable to you? Because if you move by what's valuable and care like um, intangibly then those things that are tangible will have to fall in line in what you value intangibly. So I value integrity, honesty, and um, communication, right? Those are my main ones. And so these are my values. I operate from integrity, honesty, and communication. 
Then what, what are your beliefs? What do you believe about God? One, what do you believe about yourself? And what do you believe about other people? Because what you believe, what the, what the system in your mind, what it does, it puts you on a thought loop. And I believe I've shared this before is that my revelation is when you have a thought loop is that if I begin to think that I'm fat, everything that comes with what I think about being fat is I'm like, oh, you're fat. Okay. Well, you, you're not attractive. Okay. You're not attractive. So you don't need to, you don't need to dress nice. Okay. I don't need to dress nice. Well, it don't matter if I fit in my clothes. Well, let me eat all the burgers and, and the hot dogs and the chocolate that I want to. And then I go back to, dang, you're fat. It, it just takes you on a loop and you stay in a cycle. And so for number five, you've got to reset those values and the beliefs. That's why when you start where you are, you're taking an assessment of what you think, what you feel, and, and, and what you're experiencing to see. Where is there lies from the enemy? Where have I believed lies? And I've stayed there. That's why if you need, like I said, if you need a coach, you need a counselor, don't be afraid to email me at jasminelanise, J-A-S-M-I-N-E-L-Y-N-I-S-E at gmail.com and put in the thing, help Christian counselor and coach, because we need to begin to work through these because you're going to keep being strong as a way of people pleasing. You're going to be strong as a way of trying to figure out how to fit in and how to have connection and be loyal to people that you might need to disconnect from. Number six, the sixth step of moving to action in, in, in this process that God has taken me to, taking me to is eliminate distractions. When I said those 10 people you're around and only one or two can give you strength back, you need to begin to, um, uh, to take an inventory and assess your friends. Why do you have them? Are they friends? Are they associates? Are they inner circle? Are they best friends? What are they? Begin to move around and see who can get your strength. Because the people closest to you will experience the, the most potency, the strongest potency of your strength. And those people have to be worthy of that. And number seven I want, that I want to share is that the seventh step is my friend. The seventh step is this. You got to surrender to the process. Strong friend, I know crying and surrendering makes us feel weak, but we're surrendering not to people. You and I, because of how we're built, how we're made, we have to surrender to God. We have to live our life fasting, praying, communicating with him and being around people who are filled with his spirit and who want it because iron sharpens iron strength sharpens strength strength begat strength um those who refresh will be refreshed and i can't you can't be refreshed from people who are not refreshers and people who are not refreshed themselves so you have to surrender to the process that you're going to have to take inventory of the lies and the, and the things that you believe, the false humility, the people pleasing, the loyalty that needs, that is, that is toxic, the things that you need to break off of. And then you need to begin to surrender to the process Say, Lord, whatever I am at right now, it's not working for me because I know there's greater for me. And I want to, I don't want to be crushed under the pressure of who I'm supposed to be, but I want to rise above and walk in it. Because when I'm walking in something and I'm really doing it, then that means I'm in a balance. I'm not above it, thinking I'm hired. I don't need to do it. 
you know, or I'm not underneath it. I'm in it. So I'm flowing through it. I'm, th I'm flowing through it. And so, num and the last one, because I told you I have eight steps. The last step is to inch forward. Inch forward. Take small steps. I'm here with you. When you listen to this podcast, I'm here with you. This is what we're doing. We're moving beyond our tears as strong people, as people who strengthen others, people who motivate and encourage other people, those who are there for other people. We're inching forward into being people of action, not just action of I do things, but we are people of intentional action. We are people of faith. We'll move by faith in God and we're not being moved by people. Right now, we're being moved by people. Now, we need to be moved by God. I love y'all. I love you. And so, I'll go over um, the steps at the end of the recap. And I will see you in this last final segment. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you for being a part of episode 19, our well, our second to last episode of this season, season one of That's My Sis podcast. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> we are here in our outro slash um, our last segment. Here's, um, here's your flowers. And so in the beginning episodes, I was specifically calling out women and men, people of where we honored them. And so today... I want to honor those strong friends. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I want to honor my husband. Like, I, I know I probably should, you know, I should wait until the last one. But I want to shout out my husband, D'Artagnan Haynes. This is why. Because when I think of moving beyond your tears and moving to action, when I think about, you know, being a person who recognize their strength and do not allow people to keep them bottled up. Um, you know, my husband, he has faults and flaws and areas where he needs to grow, but he has been a perfect example for that. Um, if it had not been for him and his love and his support and his strength, but him teaching me and showing me that being strong for people doesn't mean you have to be taken advantage of. Being strong for people doesn't mean that you have to be downgraded. Um, and being strong for people is truly up to you. You do it as you're led by God. And so shout out to you, babe, if you listen to this the whole way through. Shout out to you because I love you. And I realized that I wouldn't have been able to truly move beyond my tears, the frustrations, the miscarriages, the, doubt, the doubts, the divorce, all the things. If you had not been someone who came alongside me with the same level of strength, my husband has strength like I have strength. I don't feel weak when I'm with him. I don't feel um, taken advantage of. So I honor my husband. I honor you, D'Artagnan Haynes. I honor you for those who will listen, whether the world listens or nobody listens. It's just me and you listening. I want the world to know when they come back to this that I love you because you are not a man of tears. You're not a man of super many words, but you are a man of faith. You are a man of action. You are a man of accountability. And if I did not have your strength, um, no matter how strong I am, I would not have been able 
to be like the ox and keep moving forward. I thank you for being yoked up with me. You're my yoke partner. We yoked up. And the Bible says, come on. Um, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. But this anointing breaks the yoke of the devil that we got together. <laughs> we together are anointed. And I thank God for you because um, if I had not recognized who you were from the beginning, from our very first date, um, I would have missed the strength that I needed. So that's my here's your flowers. I'm giving you virtual flowers, babe, for the world to know that you are you my my um you my other ox you my real strength you you really are strong and so when they see my strength they they basically seeing you when they see your strength they seeing me when they see us together they better they better run because we powerful <laughs> okay and so thank you for listening to episode 19 it has been a pleasure please be sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating. This is our first season together. Leave a rating, um, share, please share this, uh, this podcast, leave a review, um, recommend this podcast to your friends and your family. And until we get a website, which I'm working on, you can email me at jasminelanise at gmail.com. Put in the heading, um, that's my sis, put in the heading, help, um, Christian coaching, and then tell me where you're, you, you listen from. Um, you can always join my Patreon, um, the Queens Corner, which is a women's only community right now, fellas, um, where you can join this community for $27 per month. We'll have monthly, uh, monthly classes. We'll have merchandise. We'll have different things going. Um, we are rebuilding this community, relaunching this community because, now I have more insight of what God wants me to do. And so email me um, about your interest in the Queen's Corner um, at jasmineleanise at gmail.com or in the description of this episode. In the last few episodes, you can look at the Patreon and decide if you would like to join. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, because that's all baby got right now. And on Instagram, you can follow me on Facebook at Jasmine Haynes. Um, and you can follow me on TikTok at I am Jasmine Lanise. And until next week, our final episode, um, have a good, good, good week. And so it's Jasmine Lanise signing off. Be bold, be you, be free. Bye. Thanks for listening to That's My Sis Podcast with your host, Jasmine Lanise, a.k.a. the Queen of Inspiration. I hope that you really enjoyed, as I shared from my heart, the topic of moving beyond your tears and moving to action. I share with you in this episode eight steps of how to move from your tears, moving to action. Step one was taking an inventory, starting where you are. Step two is to connect and are aligned with the will of God. Step three is to face the facts of what have happened to you, the situations you're in, and begin to debunk the lies of the enemy. Step four, I challenge and encourage you to be on guard. Guard your mind, guard your heart, guard your mouth. 
Step five, you have to reset your values and you have to reset your beliefs. You have to know what you value, the intangible characteristics that you value and begin to implement them in your life and take inventory about who around you exemplifies those. And you must know what your belief system is. What do you believe about God? What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about the people around you and your purpose? Step six, you must eliminate your distractions. Six, we've been talking about being a people pleaser. We've been talking about being loyal to a fault to people who cannot refresh you and don't have the same strength. You must eliminate those distractions. I know it's going to hurt, but if you are tired of wasting your strength, your talents, your time, your money with the people who, who cannot see how you're hurting and how you are trying to move forward and follow God and, and be of assistance, you must eliminate those things, those places, and those people that are come to distract you. Seven, you must surrender to this process. Yes, sis. Yes, bro. Even you, bro. You have to surrender to the process of taking an assessment, aligning with the will of God, facing the facts of things that have happened, debunking the lies of things that, have, that you believe, and being on guard and resetting your values and your beliefs and eliminating those distractions. This is all part of the process. You have to surrender to the process or you will not function and move in who you're created to be. Step eight, always, always inch forward. Remember I told you in this episode, God counted up the cost. He knew that if you opened up your mouth and asked for it, he'll give it to you according to his will. He already knew that the comforter would be with you. He already knew that what was inside of you would be unlocked through the, the pressure and through the, the experience that you've gone through. So take this episode, listen to it again, share it with a friend. You are more than welcome to, to email me at jazzmanese at gmail.com. If you need counseling, you are more than welcome to put in the subject, help Christian coach counselor needed and tell me your name, where you're from, your age, and we will move on from there. Secondly, you're always welcome to become my Facebook friend at Jasmine Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S is my last name. And so thirdly, you can follow me on TikTok at I am Jasmine Lanise. I have yet to create new content, but please bear with me. You can look at old content. It's very helpful. And um, you can also you can also join my Patreon at patreon.com slash Jasmine Lanise. You can see what I have going on and we will be launching the Queen's Corner soon. You can look around at what I have to offer and then we will begin to move forward from there. I pray that anything that was said caused you to laugh, caused you to cry, caused you to be empowered. And so I will see you for next week's episode, which is episode 20, Woo Woo Accomplishment. And that will be the conclusion of our first season. All right. See you later. Bye.